Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Gosh, there's so much going on right now, right? Oh, my goodness. Feels like, in some senses, we're living day to day. Even though we are anticipating changes in the country opening up and going back to work and so forth. But I think that what's happening right now will lead us into today's topic beautifully because life happens and we make choices. Every decision you make is a choice, some bigger than others, obviously. And Silvana had a question exactly about that, about making choices. She said she had been told that a child is around her often, but she and her husband had decided to not have kids. So was she, like, making this soul miss out on an opportunity? And whichever medium she was seeing said, no, there are other options. You know, that soul will choose another family or other parents. And Jen said, oh, I'm glad you asked that because I've kind of wondered the same thing. So these were questions in our Facebook group conversations going on there. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, we would love to have you. It's radio on Facebook group. There are a couple questions. If you'd answer those and request membership, I will be happy to let you in. We are a great group and there are some really very, very awesome conversations in there. I love everybody's participatory, supportive attitudes and conversations. Well, okay, so let's look at what they're talking about. When you're disincarnate with your soul pod, you choose how you're coming into this life, right? And then once you get down here, you have free will. So what if she and her husband, disembodied, decided they were going to get married and they would parent this other child, and then they get down here and decide they don't want to parent? All right, first of all, no guilt, right? Guilt-free. Think of from where we came, from whence we came. Nothing but love, pure love, an understanding of the soul contracts and the life process far better than an understanding that we have here. And I just have to believe that Savannah and her husband are not the first ones to make a decision to not have children, right? So what happens to that soul? I think there's so very many options. Yes, that person is probably in your soul pod. And if there is a lesson they're really, really wanting to learn right now, they could come down and choose another family to incarnate in. We've talked about that in other podcasts where you feel like you just don't really belong in your family. You've never felt like you fit. I know I was the black sheep in in half of my family, and it took me years to figure out that was a good thing. Oh, yes, that little soul could go incarnate with another family. Also, keep in mind that we have infinite possibilities. We are not limited to earth experiences. So that soul very well could choose to have another lifetime on another planet, in another galaxy, in another dimension. All right, extrapolating here. So let's look at parallel universes. We have many, like every possibility you can think of happening in your lifetime is. If it's not in this timeline, it's in another timeline, in another universe, where every time you've come to a point of decision-making in this lifetime, 
the ones that you did not choose, the options you did not choose here, you are actually playing those out in different universes. So your higher self is getting all of these different experiences at the same time. I mean, that's just kind of the fast track, right? So those are parallel universes. And that soul could certainly decide to go to another universe or look and see which tractor mom and dad on where they are going to have a, have a child and just live out that lifetime in that universe. No harm, no foul. So since we have infinite possibilities, there are other planets and dimensions that have different timelines than we do. So that soul could go to a different planet and have a lifetime over there. There could very well be other members of your soul pod that are experiencing lives in another dimension or another planet. And then y'all meet back when you're finished with these lifetimes. And you can decide to have your next lifetime together in different relationships. Somebody may decide to set this one out and serve as a soul guide for somebody else. And any other possibility that you can think of that I haven't mentioned, that answer would be yes. (laughs) Anything that we can conceive actually is very much a possibility on the other side when we're making our plans here. All right, so the other thing that I firmly believe is if you and that soul were supposed to be together in this lifetime, it's going to happen one way or the other. Now, I think we do have contingency plans. It's very probable, possible that when you were coming up with your plan for this lifetime, there was the possibility of... You know, if these things didn't happen, we're going to not have kids. So that was, again, a joint decision. You're not leaving that that extra soul, like, out, left out of the game, sitting on the sidelines twiddling their thumbs by any means. There are so many things to do. So I think there's always a contingency plan and a thorough understanding of all the possibilities. So the other thing, if you're supposed to meet, and I do believe this fully, You know, people sometimes can't have babies, but they adopt them. So that soul still, I believe, chose those parents. You were supposed to be together. But that couple was also decide had also decided to experience infertility and all of the lessons and experiences that went along with that, but ultimately they got their baby or babies or children. From a different source, but it's still those souls meeting up and having a lifetime together. I always wanted to adopt when I was very young. As from a child, I had an experience and just always wanted to adopt kids when I got older. It just never happened because I didn't have a partner that was willing to work with me on that. And yet, absolutely no part of my plan was ever to adopt a 15-year-old boy. But guess what? (laughs) Now, my kids and I, because I was single, were not looking for an addition to our family. Not even a puppy, much less a 15-year-old boy. And yet, Aaron came rolling in, and after knowing him for about a year, and then after that, finding out the circumstances, there was really no option. It's like, okay, this is your bedroom, and these are your chores, and as a part of this family, here's your responsibilities. And even though that's not anything we set out to do, it was perfect. And I think it was absolutely mutually beneficial. Now, was Aaron supposed to show up? Was I supposed to have another baby 15 years prior to that? And it would have been Aaron? I really don't think so. I think he was 
where he was supposed to be. He had this other family and had adventures, good, bad, and ugly with them. And then for whatever reason, it was time to bow out of there and join our family. And we're very, very grateful for that. So this absolutely reminded me of something that has not been on my mind for many years. So just a little background. I had two girls, Taylor and Marissa, and then eight years after Marissa, Brock came along. Well, prior to Brock, there was a miscarriage. And so then Brock came, and there were a few complications during the delivery, and the doctor said, that's it, no more. You can't have, you can't do babies anymore. So I really wanted to adopt because I did not want Brock to be feeling left out, being an only child when he had Taylor and Marissa who had each other and were so much older. But at that time, my husband was not willing to adopt any children. Now, those were not conversations that Brock was ever privy to. He had no idea that I wanted to adopt or foster or anything like that. And one time we were reading bedtime stories. Brock was probably four-ish, three, four. And he just completely out of the blue looked at me and he said, Mama, when are those kids going to come and live with us whose mamas and daddies are mean to them? Okay, you can imagine my shock at that. I'm like, what? And he said, yeah, God really wants you to help those children. Oh, I shared that story with his dad, and he still was unwavering in his willingness to adopt or to foster. So fast forward, and then his dad is no longer in the picture. And who showed up? Aaron. <laughs> so things work out the way they should. I will also just add that before Aaron, there was a girl, one of my daughter's friends, who lived with us. And you know what? I don't remember. Six months, ten months. I don't think it was an entire year. Because, again, she just needed a place to be, and then things at her house straightened out, and she went back home. So I was so grateful to be able to provide that for them. I don't think that necessarily means that I would supposed to have been the foster parent or adopted parent for them from infancy. But these people came into our lives at the right time, and we were able to help each other and grow through some new experiences that were quite a blessing. So Ileana posted in the Facebook group as well a very cool story that she had been told before she ever had kids that there was a boy that was with her, and she always wondered if she would have a boy, and then she did. She had two of them. Well, one time she had her children in a restaurant, and the waiter came over, took the drink order, and he kept asking about the third little boy. What did he want to drink? And everybody was puzzled because there was no third little boy. Then he's looking around, and he became puzzled because he didn't see the child either. So what was that about? Was there a third boy? Did he see this this being? And I had to chuckle. I love, thank you, Ileana, for sharing that, and I love that story, and I kind of want to go to that waiter and go, hey, did you know? Did you know you have that ability? <laughs> Pretty cool. So who is that? And it could be anybody. Again, no guilt. Don't feel like you're supposed to have another child because it is not necessarily true. That could be the playmate of one of her children. It could be, it actually could have been some soul, some little spirit 
disincarnate being that saw those boys and wanted to go hang out with them and play with them. So it could have been somebody she didn't even know. That would have worked. It could have also been a previous family member that had crossed over. Again, anything that you can think of is a possibility. I actually have two brothers on the other side. One of them was a miscarriage that was supposed to be a couple years older than me, and his name was Justin. And then I have a younger brother, Todd, who was killed in a military accident when he was 24. Now, interestingly to me, neither of these people, disincarnate beings, made themselves very known to me. I mean, I obviously I knew they were on the other side, but they didn't come around until I had Brock. And then when Brock was a few years old and he started having fun boy toys, they started coming around. You know, they're going to play with his toys. I think that's pretty dang funny. So Justin showed up as a a boy about Brock's age. I mean, a little bit older, probably five, maybe six. And his favorite toy was Brock's backhoe that when you moved it, it would make a sound like a backhoe running, and of course it had the scoop bucket, and, and you could move it around and all that stuff, and Justin loved that. So nobody would be in that room at all, and Justin would go over there and play with it, and you would you could see them. It would turn on, and sometimes you could see the bucket move, and that was Justin's favorite toy. Todd would only come in. Now, Todd was an adult, and he would only come in periodically, Brock would see him. He would talk to Brock. He told Brock more detail than I cared for him to share about his military accident. And Brock shared that information with me. And again, he had never seen a picture of his uncle. He had not heard anything about this military accident. He had no idea that Todd was in the military. And then he started telling me all about this helicopter that Todd was in And the guns were firing, and his helicopter went down into the water. And, wow, I was, I had a talk with Todd about that because he was actually a little more graphic than that for a a young child. So what Todd would do when he came around to let me know if I wasn't hearing him or if, especially if family, if any of our other siblings were over, Brock had a remote control car. And Todd would zoom that around the house It would come just like full speed out of the playroom, through the other rooms, into the room that we were in, do a couple of donuts, and then like my sister was sitting there one time, and it did donuts, and stopped and facing Sandy. And she was like, she just looked at me, and she goes, I hate it when you do that. I'm like, I didn't do that. (laughs) Clearly, that wasn't me. That was Todd. And she goes, you know, I don't like that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so... He he just kind of gave it up. He didn't take the, Todd did not take the car back in. He I just said, he's just saying hi. So those are ways that they were manipulating things. But like Ileana was seen, somebody saw this extra boy with her. Justin was seen in Todd's bedroom window several times, a couple times by me. If I was out and when I would come home, I, and nobody was home. It's not like any of the other kids were there. Because I had everybody with me, and I would pull up and see Justin standing at the window looking out. And other people, friends that had come to the house, would see him up there too. And they would ask if Brock had a friend over. So Justin made himself known, and other people could see him without typically seeing spirits. But Justin pulled it off, and that could very well be the case of 
what happened with the little boy that was with Ileana. He wanted to be there and wanted to be seen. So Todd and Justin were obviously part of my soul pod, and I did not have a lifetime with Justin this time around. And the lifetime with Todd was cut short, and I think it has been cut short in other lifetimes as well. One of Todd and I kind of take turns exiting early. So they came, which I think is very cool. I don't know that we've been able to do that before. But in this lifetime, even though they were disincarnate, they did come back. And I got to spend some time with them. Brock got to spend some time with them. Once Brock outgrew that stage and those toys, and I made the decision to give the toys away. And I'll tell you, I did think about keeping him around, but ended up giving them to a friend with a little boy. Todd and Justin stopped coming around. Every once in a while, they'll pop in and say hi, but they certainly aren't around like they used to be. So there are souls that are waiting to come to the earth or other planets. They're waiting to have physical experiences with their soul pods. But the possibilities on how that unfolds are just limitless. It's just, you know, when you let your mind just go there and think of every possibility and realize I'm just a human and I have a brain that is serving me in this physical form So everything this little brain can think of, my infinite self connected to the infinite intelligence and wisdom of the universe, well, this isn't even a drop in the bucket, what I think I'm being all smart about. They can have way better solutions and answers and ideas and options. So I don't think we ever have to worry about excluding anybody if we decide to not have kids. That's okay. There are other options. If you decide to have more kids, that's okay. You know, I just think it all, it's its an amazing, beautiful dance, the way everything works together. And it really is a web that's being spun. If you can look back at the tapestry of your life and everything that had to happen, all the synchronicities for it to be just as it is right now, it's just so cool. I mean, man, I can go there and find gratitude really, really fast. And we do have free will on earth. And everything that you do, as long as you're coming from a place in love, is the right thing to do. Judgment free, guilt free, live your best life in deep gratitude. Thank you for your questions. You can get me at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. Our website is Soul Food Talks. That's S-O-U-L foodtalks.com. Love to have a session with you. I get to see you on Zoom and we talk and I I just, I have the coolest people. I love it. And if you haven't joined our Facebook groups, we would love to have you in those. There's a Life After Life radio Facebook group, private group, just request um, acceptance. And there's a couple questions I'd appreciate you filling out. Same thing with Subconscious Mind Mastery has a Facebook group. We do Facebook Lives And would love to have you join us. And until next time, namaste.